Welcome to the World Wild Podcast. I'm Miles Irving, and just back from rather a long Christmas break from doing the podcast. Um, but we've got a really good one for you. It's um, put together with a few different conversations with uh, my chef friend, Cesar Costa. And you'll notice the first one um, kind of puts the timeline um, a little bit way back. It's um, recorded in 2018 when I was across in San Paolo, at which time Cesar's restaurant had only been open for a few months. And then we've had a couple of conversations since then. And so it's just um, kind of a bit of a, a bit of a medley. But Cesar's a really important chef in the world today. Um, and I think you'll be hearing a lot more about him because he, he's taken an approach to food which is uh, very, very holistic. And uh, he's really blazing a trail in San Paolo in terms of um, operating on the basis of principles of sustainability. He's right there in, in, in the forefront in terms of his processing of waste and reducing waste and also of setting up supply chains with ingredients that before he was using them were just not being used in the restaurants there. So, um, you know, there's a lot of lot of very gloomy thoughts to have about the state of the world and in particular of Brazil with the current president um, supporting the destruction of indigenous lands and the, the sort of forward march of industrial agriculture there in Brazil. But it's uh, kind of all the more heartening to know that there are also little little lights beginning to, uh, to shine that were, were not previously shining. You know, and Cesar makes a comment about it all being about the stars in in the course of our conversation, which he doesn't actually explain. It comes comes across as um, slightly obscure, uh, but it's still very, very, um, very heartfelt. So I perhaps follow on from that remark I just made about lights beginning to shine. And of course, the thing about lights shining in in the sense of stars is that they are shining in the context of a of a dark backdrop you you can't see the stars during the day when the when the sun is shining um so maybe there's something to be said there that um the context that we're in i think since um we are now in um many countries in the world facing sort of right-wing populist governments which don't look like they're exactly poised to uh grapple the urgent issue of climate change or any other urgent issue but uh promoting um, a renewed enthusiasm for business as usual, unfortunately. So it's a very dark context we find ourselves in. Um, but, you know, um, if you listen to the podcast regularly, you'll know that I'm a, um, a, a base, really, an optimist. And um, part of the reason for that is I, I do believe that life um, in all its power of integration, all of its sort of ability to adapt and change, um, and all of it being made um, from many, many diverse things, um, all of which can sort of suddenly pop up out of nowhere and 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 bring something life-giving. Uh, so I kind of have this confidence that in this period of time, which does feel like a very dark one, it is possible for each one of us to be one of those many things that pop up with a with a light shining. Um, so it's not, you know, to, to sort of try and put Cesar on a pedestal or anybody else on a pedestal, but I think um, it's about all of us being that light that shines. Um, and at this point, I just find myself, you know, before Christmas was thinking, you know, the, 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 uh, the metaphor that sprung to mind was just, you know, gathering around the fire in the homestead and working with whatever plants it is you brought home and the, 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 the kind of maybe 
the winter crafts. So, you know, I've got friends that do a lot of weaving and, and dyeing and things like that, and they, they spend the winter months um, in a warm place doing that kind of thing. And I just think that that, that uh, as, a, as a metaphor, in fact, weaving is a great metaphor for that, that we just turn our eyes kind of back in, in you know, not in a sense of being um, insular and running away, but like the only um, way that the, this kind of life-giving stuff is going to have the ascendancy as if we, um, you know, we're fully alive ourselves. You know, in other words, if we're if we're nurturing the the bonds and connections in our personal sphere, um, that's how we're going to um, enter into really just the, the the power of life to to um, to come back again. And of course, in the middle of winter, that's that's an interesting thought to have. Um, certainly in in um, in our country where all of the leaves have fallen from the trees many months ago and it's now um, the hedgerows look like skeletons. You know, look like they have no life at all and many of the trees, they look like skeletons. And yet we know that the life is there inside and, and um, at a certain point, not too far from now, um, those seemingly dead things are going to um, bring forth and bud. So um, the only way to, uh, to ensure that happens is that the hedges... And the trees keep their roots in the ground and and wait for spring to come. So that kind of idea of hunkering down, putting our roots in the grounds around cozy firesides and um, being with people and so on, that's just uh, what keeps coming back to me, that um, unless we are nurturing and nurtured, we can't be um, an answer for everything that um, we're seeing as being so dark at the moment. So I think with that, I'll conclude and uh, we'll now proceed to the conversation with Cesar. The name of the restaurant is Corruptela. Corruptela has the ancient word from Corruptela, which is Portuguese, is the same primitive word of corruption. I felt like I want to break down, I want to corrupt the, the, this, this food system that we live in it. Let's go, let's get to work. Yeah. We've been this week out to see one of your farms, haven't we? That that that, that uh, sends a lot of vegetables in, and it was amazing, wasn't it, to see all the different um, what you would call panks here, but for me they're like the wild, wild plants and 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 ones that are growing there in amongst the stuff they're cultivating. That they're just incredible flavors and textures, wild plants which which currently are not being used uh, at all by restaurants in San Paolo. So. That's maybe another thread to, to the... Um... Yes, they had no idea that those things could be eaten. Yeah. And it was just taken out of the land to grow like carrots and radishes. Pulling them out and throwing them away. Yeah. yeah. Whereas now they're going to pull them out and sell them to you. Yes. That's amazing. And, uh... and, 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 and yesterday we, are, we just changed the green salad in the restaurant. It was lettuces and it was right in the middle, just like green leaves. And I keep the word green leaves, but just put five different kinds of wild food. And we sold like 20 salads yesterday. And uh, we were not saying that that were wild. Because if we put like so many different names, people would be like, whoa, I don't know if I like this. Yeah, I might not choose it. I don't know it. if I want to pay so for you... something that I, I had no idea was that. 
so everybody eats and after they, they they had finished their meal we were like okay so this was this 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 course it like oh so you did you didn't you didn't give them any reason to not choose it because you just get this description the same but yeah but, but then it's so popular here to just put like green leaf salad yeah yeah and i say okay if they put this green leaf salad they will, it's green leaves yeah but everyone was happy with their choice that they didn't know they were making. Everybody, <laughs> everybody. I mean, even the chefs, they were like, oh, are you sure you're going to do this? It's very sure bold. Yeah, very bold. Are you, are you sure you're Caesar? You? I was nervous for you. Should we keep? To be honest, I was going to say, Before put a bit service, of lettuce and a bit of wild runs just in case they don't like it. Before yeah. the service, I was like, Caesar, sure? Can we send just like this? And I was like, yeah, do it. That <laughs> was, was amazing. That's you know? great. It was super positive. That is great. Yeah, I'd nearly, nearly suggested that you... Okay, yeah, <laughs> I'm so yeah, glad you did I, that. I have to say that I, I almost was thinking like, okay, we'll just put like two leaves of, of lettuce and, and as well, yeah. the wild ones under. <laughs> and I said, no, no, wild all the way. And you know, uh, uh, we chefs, we always say here that uh, in, in the summer we have no greens, but uh, when they say there is no greens, we're talking about lettuces and maybe, you know, I know. kale and those things, but... Um, I'm sure there is wild greens in the summer. Yes. Because they are from here. Yeah. So what are the months of the summer? It starts in uh, November. Yeah. End of November. And rains a lot and it's so hot. So it's really bad for plants that come from other countries. Like but, lettuce. Yeah. Like kale. But now I really believe I will have a lot of greens in the summer. Fantastic. Yeah. That's what we find, funnily enough, in the, in, the, in, the, in the winter. There's very little in England that's being... Um, sent in by the farms but all of our really hardy tough ones that have evolved to go through the winter yeah we, we can pick them and suddenly we, you know we have salad when the other suppliers have nothing to offer so yeah, yeah. okay well it's but it's still very very young your restaurant has been open for five months yeah. so it's it's very early time and uh i'm still with 27 years old and you're very young yes yeah. Okay, and everyone that really works young. for you is very young. Everybody yeah. really young, and uh, we have a lot of energy to give, and it's just the start, I think. Yes. Well, I really look forward to seeing how this tiny, beautiful plant grows up and becomes a mighty tree, and uh, have some seeds and yes, uh, and deep roots. Yes. And deep roots. Wow. And, uh, Oh, really grateful for the experience that I have at Forager. It was uh, essential to create the way that I think today about the, 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 the business, the, 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 the environment, the way that I see the things connected. So it's not about just picking and, 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 and biology. It's about the way you see things. Well, I see like you're serving up a recipe in this restaurant. And it's, it's not just the recipe of ingredients on a plate and the flavors and textures. No, you do that really, really well. But it's a recipe of all of the different things that contribute to the food system around here. Yeah. And you're presenting um, a really nice plate full of you know, care for the people that work with you, concern for the ecology, concern for the farmers, and concern for people's health with... with serving up healthy good food it's a really it's a really good recipe and it's a really good plate so, so much. Uh, i'm glad to come and eat with you it's a big pleasure it, it should be good for 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 your body you know 
uh, um, I don't feel makes sense anymore to to cook food that you don't have like nutritious uh, food that you you don't know what's behind food that you don't know if there's like poison or chemicals on that so you know uh, um, I think people are tired to be eaten in a restaurant and they they go out they feel like pain in the stomach they feel heart burning they feel like uh, strange things in their body and um, they, they think it's in, in their own body you know um, but I'm, I'm sorry to say but there's nothing wrong with you maybe you can eat everything you want but you're just eating the wrong thing yeah. um, people forget about the healing you know I saw something so interesting those days that um, basically if we dry out our brain like a lot of water what's gonna be missing like we're gonna have like carbo uh, amino acids vitamins you know So pretty much everything that we eat is what is like nurturing our brain. And people are just like giving bad food for the brain somehow, bad food for the stomach, bad food for, for, for everything, you know? Uh, uh, um, and this is all connected, I think. How can you, you know, develop some good sense of wisdom or connect with like on your spiritual side If you're not feeding your main thing, well, um, so I think things are gonna change soon. Um, we we're tired to hear stories about people who go to the best restaurants in the world, and like they they have to go to the hospital like two days after because they had eat so many like different things that was. That's not good for your body, everything at the same time. And um, it's just about impress the others. Uh, uh, you're sitting here, I'm going to impress you the more that I can. But when you live here, it's all right. For, for me, it's fine if the day after you, you feel bad or whatever, you know? Um, so I, I, I'm really looking forward to this change, you know? Um, especially like you get big cities, delivery food is so on like the trendy today like dark kitchens people opening like restaurants just for the liver and and what uh, there is nothing that i could trust you know uh, uh, i understand that it's not everybody that has time to cook to cook a meal sometimes people just don't know but even when you're, you're selling food for for takeaway and things like that Why, why, why are not people making good, health, honest food? Um, and uh, like, I think we're missing the basics somehow. You, you, a good example is like, we have something similar here that uh, it's like a sausage roll. Everybody eats, every like uh, gas station and you know, uh, schools and everywhere. There is no, doesn't exist one like Brazilian sausage roll that you could like, oh, I trust everything here. Mm. It, it, we live in a time that you can trust the basic where it's everywhere. Um, it's a hard time for me, actually. I go to a supermarket. The only thing that I can buy is cleaning products. <laughs> And I spend like one hour there. 
I could spend like five minutes to buy just cleaning products, but I spent an hour and like looking and uh, um, I think we're in a critical part of the, the world. We have so much CO2, we're breaking records. And what? Who's going to pay the price? You know? I have the feeling that somehow we're about to collapse if we don't like change the basis because that doesn't change the world if we're just cooking for like for fine dining and um, you know I don't think uh, uh, fine dining is gonna save the world but maybe this could influence the others the other layers of the food industry so I think. It's important to begin on us, but not just stay on us. It's about to share and, 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 and teach the others that it's possible and it's a way. It doesn't matter if you're like making food for a gas station or if you're making food on the road or some corner that just a bar or a pub. You can make small things uh, and it doesn't matter who you are. A lot of those things is not about like financial is about on action, you know, it's about choices. We're not talking about like, ah, you need to put money here to have like this, 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 this. No, 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 we're just saying that you should buy something like this and maybe you should do like this with your waist and, 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 and to show people that the, the wrong price, the wrong price is when you go to, to to a regular supermarket and you see like a lettuce or like carrots for uh, 20 cents of pounds or I don't know the price in England, but this price is wrong, I'm sorry. Uh, it's not your products that is expensive. No, is isn't. It's that thing that people are used that is super cheap is not supposed to be super cheap like this. I like to see people, yeah, go, go plant a carrot yeah, three months, okay. And and here in Brazil, they sell for 90 cents, which is about 15 pounds of cents. 50, 15 uh, uh, cents of pounds. How are you going to feed your, your family selling carrots for, if you're not like a big, 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 big farm? So I think there is a misunderstood between our evolution that especially in this generation, they think, like, I don't know. I don't know how it's made, where it comes from, just, okay, that, that's the price. They don't know the effort that needs to be done. Yeah, it's, it's a great time for me that I feel glad to, to have this in my mind. Concerning the value of things, yeah, people have strange values, um, mixed up values, yeah. Yeah, uh, another interesting thing that I have now is like, I'm sorry, but I feel I won't make the food industry. I won't change the food industry. Like the, there is no no sense of attack the others, no attacking the others. We just need to show the consumer is backwards. The consumers needs to be. Uh, uh, we need to talk with them and 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 say what we think and show them a different perspective. As soon as they get this perspective, they will start to, to you know, will come down to the top, not top to down. 
so uh, so I think we that's why it's so important the education part that you're doing uh, basically this thing will make people go to the restaurant and say like hey why you don't have this or hey why are not working with this it's so good the customers will make the chef think he's behind and he's be like whoa why are not doing this it, the, the the people that's not chefs they're not on the food industry they like asking me this i know what's that but i never felt like they need it, it it's fine what i serve you know no 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 it's not fine we need more so i think it's backwards we need to talk and teach people and talk the more that we can and say like yeah this is instead of like be attacking big industries and big supermarket chains uh that that's my position now. Um, I figured it out that I won't change like the top industry, but I can talk for like for a, a few people every week, or you know I can go to to a radio or a podcast or a television and try to say to hey guys, here's the thing. Uh, I have a, one idea and starts with you, but it's about something that is so far from us is the big industries of food and the, the big restaurant chains and uh yeah would be great if you guys know that this is super nice and blah, 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 blah. you know you develop the idea and then and you look at them and can you find this somewhere they were like no and they're like why 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 they're not feeding us with this why what, what's wrong so teaching people, teaching the, the, the children's, uh, uh, um, teaching the, 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 the more older people because they're so sure that everything is so all right, but, but it's not. You know, uh, uh, it's hard to change someone, especially in food, when they're like uh, 35, 40 plus, 50. That's why it's so hard to me in the restaurant to have older employers because they think like uh, recy recycling here is like, ah, you know, it really doesn't matter uh, if it's like, oh, okay, it's organic. But I need to have people in here in the restaurant that if they know that I changed something from our standards back, they, they will be like, hey, why are you doing this? Yeah. You know? So I think we should just spread the word and pretty much just like old times, you know, just go and start to talk with the people and show your beliefs and, and, and instead of attacking we just spread love and they will feel that they have no love from from the top industry you know so we we show that what is love love in these days is is really clear for me that uh, uh, cooking is an act of love so strong so deep you know we're putting something inside your body would you let me to do without love without love from the earth, without love from your uh, uh, physiologic body, without love, for, without love for the nature, would you? I don't think so, but I think as soon as we show them that they have no love from what they're like investing, they're investing money in something that there is no love from them. So where are you going to put your money? Uh, people forget that every time that you 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 eating something, you you just like donating money from someone, somehow. You give it money, 
We do make charity for big industry that have worth nets of billions, that there is no empathy for you at all. Or you want to give money to someone that cares about you and wants to change and, and to make better things. I think it's a choice that is in the hand of the customer. Not in my hand. Or in my hand is just to show the way, just influence. But I think this is, uh, is a way that we need to follow. When I say we, we, is we humans. It's not Caesar. It's not, it's not other great chefs. I think everybody is invited. There is no, like, doesn't matter if you're left wing or, or right wing. We're not talking about politicians, right? Uh, uh, if I have to talk with the extremely right, I will say the same thing that I would say to the extremely left and to the center guys. Uh, uh, because they're all humans and our, our message is for humans. It's not about politician. It's, it's, it's much more important. Uh, uh, politician is something that came after. We've eaten so long before of every like connection of society. And, and, and I think the biggest joy of being a human being is, the, is that we, we can see so many colors. If you get like a cat, a lion, they, they don't have the eyes to see, they, they have like flat vision. So why we can watch and, and, and see 360 degrees and see many colors, of course. We're, 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 uh, the biggest thing about being a human is our capacity to, to see things and see if they're edible or not, if it's ripe or not. That's, I feel like we, that's our biggest gift. We can see and understand uh, 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 we're living here to, to, to really see what the world is. And we lost the, the main thing that makes us humans beings, which is walk, look, search, taste. And do you think we're made with this big gift just to eat like six vegetables, four vegetables? I don't think so. I don't think so. But I changed it a lot of my point of view. Uh, keep changing. I think, I think for, for, for all the other chefs, uh, uh, there is a, a point that you don't need to more, to, you don't need to learn how to, to braise beef. You don't need to learn how to saute or, or some food techniques. You need to grow on other things of life which will make you a better cook. You cannot be a better cook, a good cook, if you're not a good human. Good human first, then you become a good cook. Because a good cook is not just about you make a perfect braised uh, uh, short ribs. It's not about you just make like the perfect, more smooth puree, or you just like go and you forage something and you keep for yourself. And you're like, oh, I'm the only restaurant that have this ingredient. And the only place you can eat is, is here. No, 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 no. The good cook is like, guys, there's something amazing here and it's really good for everybody. And here is the thing. You buy from here, you support this guy. Or, or otherwise, it's just like ego. Ego. Once people ask me like, Caesar, uh, what do you think about making vegan dishes? And um, I found out that Chefs don't make vegan dishes sometimes because, because of their ego, because they don't know if it's going to be the right 
flavor and 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 in the end people just want to to eat and like you're gonna make him eat just like fried potatoes all night long because you don't want to change like cheese for avocado because you're not sure like come on i trust this ingredient this ingredient and this ingredient they're gonna bind together super well just just trust your feelings uh, you, you're not on like TV competition all the time. Not everybody's a food blogger. For, for, forget about your, your your ego. Like, doesn't matter if you if you know it's not if you're not like 100% sure. But it's better to feed the people than to feed your ego. To be like, yes, I made the best dish of my life, and yeah, he took pictures, and yeah, he's gonna share for everybody. No, 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 no. That's not the way. Just like, yeah, he had a great meal. Uh, he had what he wants. He left happy. And I hope he will come back. He's like this. Yeah, uh, ju ju just make the good for people and they will come back. Easy. You, when you feel loved in some place, you're going to come back. Not going to a place where people don't care about you. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 the sun rises for everybody. I learned, uh, I have this on me. We, we have the same sun. We, everybody has the, the, the same opportunities. Everybody's just humans. Snow star. Just in the skies. Sorry to say that. <laughs> the only star is on the skies. And, 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 and those are the stars that matters. The stars that, you know, balance your universe. And, and, and in the end... It's all about the stars, but the real ones, not, not the others. Um, Oscar Wilde said, uh, we're all in the gutter, but some of us are looking at the stars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that, that's beautiful. Um, when we say this, we don't want to say that what other people are doing are wrong. We just want to say that can be more complex and, and good for everybody. We, we don't want to people just change what they're doing. Actually, no, we, we just want them to, to do what they're doing, but with, with a better, um, with a more important um, connection to everything that, 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 that's on besides the food. It's, um, I think it's a time for change. It needs to be like soon or, or who's going to pay the price? The only thing that we can do is right now because uh, the future will be like the, 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 the now and here from someone. What the now and... But we just can change now. The, the, the future is now. Can wait to oh yeah yeah in the future people things will be in the in the future things gonna be in the future I believe no 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 the future will be your actions from now the past you can change so if you're doing bad things or you feel like uh, working with like not the way you want okay. Now is the time for you that you have to change, just now. So it's just about start acting. Yeah. There's no excuse. 
and 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 talk about this with the staff talk about with everybody that surrounds you because one day they will leave your restaurant one day they will get another jobs and you want to make sure that doesn't matter where they go they won't accept anything but the the accept but they they, just, they will just only want um, things with love yeah love for the uh, for the uh, staff for the environment for the food for their bodies for their customers and yeah just accept people and and, and show them the way we, we, we need to show people that it's possible that it's a possible way and slowly we'll change very good Cesar yeah this this is a, a bit of my way of thinking like I feel good makes me good you know nurses my my heart gives me joy of been working I don't know how I could be happy with a regular restaurant serving just like any pasta with supermarket food and what's what I'm doing actually not proper feeding anybody not yeah. Yeah. feeding any good food chain and just feeding my pocket and 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 my my human wishes of like material things like cars houses and so what you're gonna die and and who were you well you know i i am um, i'm disappointed though that the, you know what, what you're describing should be normal you know what you're describing with the way you're running your restaurant and and how you relating to your customers that should be normal and it isn't mm -hmm. you know, so you know as you say the, the 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 whole marketing thing or pr thing has become mm -hmm. so dominant and what these restaurants and and chefs and so on so often are doing is that they their craft is not to be a better human or even even really to be a better chef it's it's to is to seem to be yeah so the, the 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 big craft is to massage the public perception of what you do yeah. so you are you are developing your ability to seem and it doesn't matter if what you seem to be is what you are or not that's not important the important thing is that you seem to be, because if you seem to be, then you'll get the uh, recognition, you'll be voted this, you'll get the Michelin star, you'll you'll have the great restaurant reviews, and then and then you've accomplished your your goal. And that I find is very very um, disappointing because the opportunity that everybody has when someone sits down at a table to eat a plate of food is to understand everything that is connected to everything on that plate, where it comes from, the ground it comes from, the, the community of living things it comes from, the people that brought it there, the people that gathered it or nurtured it, the traditions and the history and the culture of people that have worked with that ingredient and that species and have developed these recipes. And then the relation that it's going to have, as you say, when you put that in your body, the things it's going to do to your body, which are good because if the chef is doing his job, he will be, as you say, nourishing and everything on that plate will be good and have a good consequence in the body. So the opportunity, it's like, it's like um, I feel like the, the chef uh, has 
the, um, the ear of many, many people now. And they're expecting to hear something, you know, from, from whether, whether, whether that's through words or through, you know, the, the actual work of cooking and, and, and how food is changing. You know, the chef speaks by using a particular ingredient. He's saying this is a good ingredient or, or, or using a particular technique. He said this is a good. Te- so you know, whether they're listening through through words or through what the, what the chef is doing, that chef has the 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 ear of people to learn what really matters what is good what's really important and 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 unfortunately it's like somebody being given the microphone uh when they have nothing to say because nothing's being said you know like when 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 you sit down to eat you know the frustration that we have is that if you buy our ingredients, you have the opportunity now to tell the story. And that's what we want. We'd, we'd rather give the ingredients away and have the story told, if we could, you know, <laughs> sell the ingredients for more money, you know, if we could. We, we, because when people sit down and they chickweed, they can say, okay, I understand that if the, if, the, if the chef explains to the waiter and the waiter explains to the customer, they say, here is a plant which grows by itself. Here is a plant that comes forth from the earth that will nourish you, that will feed you, and you didn't have to do anything to make this happen. So this is how the, 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 the fabric of life is seeking to sustain you. In you know, the, the way to could be saying to any customer, in your garden, there are plants growing in the grass. There are plants growing next to your vegetables and this is 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 so good it's like somebody that cares for you trying to feed you <laughs> the, the land is doing this kindness to you to produce nutritious healing plants that taste good when you make no work to make it happen so this is the nature of life that as you say says if you trust then you can enter in to uh, just a flowing like a river of life like like breast milk flowing from a from a from a mother, you know, we, 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 we can we can we can eat, we can drink, we can make contact with this goodness if we trust and we don't think that we have to force things and 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 uh, and hurt things and 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 harm things in order to us be okay. Uh, and and every time somebody uses our ingredients, to me, they have an opportunity to tell these kind of stories about how people used to work with the land, how people used to be together and create recipes and cook together and eat together, and and how food is this amazing gathering point of of you know of biology, of our own physiology, of the spirituality of of community and and the act of communion when people just sit and eat together. You know, these are the opportunities that people have to tell these stories, and instead they're wasting these opportunities. So that's that's for me the reason that I'm I'm turning aside now to 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 concentrate on just telling those stories myself to to people that want to come and learn about foraging or that just want to hear me talk or doing the podcast. Yeah. Whoever's listening, you know. What I'd love to do is is get you to tell some of the story of um, the restaurant and so on. I think nowadays um, it became more than just a restaurant itself. Um, 
I've been working in this all those restaurant industry for like long. I could be in like eight restaurants in my life. And I was feeling that there was something wrong. Um, there was something wrong about the way people were treating food as like uh, this Escoffier and like Ford mechanism as something every time the same, always the same size, uh, everything on plastic, uh, everything on vacuum bags, um, no seasonality, no respect for the seasons. Uh, not explain for the young chefs what this is about, where it comes from, how, how it's made. Um, so when I was in France, which was my last job as a chef, I had my hands in trouble. Um, I was pretty much like uh, exhausted, almost done. When I decided to go to Canterbury um, and just stopping cooking in the restaurant business, and I was in touch with nature and uh, learning about life, the plants, and, and, and much more. Learning about that a restaurant is just made from people, and, and people is the most important thing you can have in a restaurant. Uh, people get surprised when I say that I have just six burners in my restaurant, one plancha, and one oven. Uh, they ask me, Caesar, how you, how, how you make this? I said, it's people. Is the people that, that make this happen. Yeah. It's not a stove. It's not an oven. Um, so I decided to have a restaurant that nobody calls me chef. People call me by my name. Uh, I, in nowadays, I have equal part of human, uh, of uh, women's and, 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 and men's in the kitchen. Um, I had never screamed with nobody. Uh, nobody shouts with each other. Uh, is an open kitchen where you can see everything and yeah. not just the people, but you, you're able to see what's behind the food, how we make it, where it comes from, what's our idea, what's in seasonality. So we're not just showing good food, but we, 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 we show people what's around, what nature is giving to us in this moment, in this time. And um, we need to make good food, you know? Uh, a lot of people ask me, like, um, you're sustainable and uh, you don't make any waste, but the food is good. Of course it is. Uh, when you work with things on, on, on the right time, I have to say that you, you don't need to do much, you know. Uh, you, you don't need to hide the natural, the, the natural flavor of the things, of the ingredients. Um, so I started the restaurant with 26 years old. Uh, with uh, just four chefs, we work hard and uh, work hard not in the restaurant, but to show people that is a, there is a different uh, choice when you're going to eat. Eating can be, going out to the restaurant can be fun, can be healthy, can be nutritious. And all the time that you're spending your money, your money is going to, to a chain. There is something behind you. All the time you go out, you're investing money in some business, not in the restaurant, but the, the, the business that's, that work with this restaurant. Um, so I wanted to keep it really, um, I wanted to be really honest with myself that I'm not giving um, money for companies that 
is not in balance with our planet. Um, but this in a city of two, 22 million people is not easy. Um, it's a lot of work. Uh, it's not easy to bring the fields, the farm to the, to the middle of the city. And Kurutela is pretty much this. It's a place between the farms and the city. So I want it to be this, like a place between the city and the fields, a place where you go in and pretty much you forget that you're in, in, in Sao Paulo because there is um, all those foods, those ingredients from the countryside. Um, in the countryside, people are more like close to each other. You know, we look in each other's eyes. You know who is, I know this one. Hello, how are you? Um, so not just bringing the, 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 the countryside in here, but bringing as well like the, the hospitality that we have in the countryside, the, the respect of, you know, uh, in big cities like London, New York, uh, nobody knows each other. Uh, um, I, I like to say that I don't have the more crowded restaurant in the world, but I'm sure I have the best customers and, 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 it's better to have people around you that, you know, understand your work and, and, and they will come organically and, and natural. And instead of making how people make nowadays, they open a restaurant, they have a PR, and they just put as much as people inside your restaurant, doesn't matter the cost or who are those people. I think it's a big net somehow of the good producers, uh, the good nature, with the good chefs, will come good customers. Um, it's not easy. We're, we're, we're a meat country. People eat meat pretty much every day. And um, I try to avoid this. We're not a vegetarian restaurant. We're not a vegan restaurant. But the way we have our menu is a bit how I understand how we're supposed to be eating. With a proportionality of meat is yes, not sure. is not the dominant thing, but it's it's an element. It's an element, um, and it's okay if you want to eat meat, uh, 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 but I don't. But it's ten percent of what I have in the restaurant. It has the seafood and and like mussels, uh, shrimps, and the rest is just like uh, grains, vegetables, roots. I like to count on my menu uh, how many. Uh, diversity people are going to eat and usually it's from 40 to 60 different species in the same night that's something that I'm proud is something that not be, not much people know about I don't think they have the perception to see like how many things they're eating and how good is this for their body Mm. Um, but you know, Miles, uh, 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 when we were hunter and gatherers, um, we used to eat uh, uh, hundreds of different things during the year. Well, um, I've just I've just done um, I've just done a bit of filming today for this online course we're doing, and um, I've introduced this theme. It's called the salad of many things, and so we we make a salad with as as many possible ingredients. Actually, I was not doing it with as many possible ingredients because I decided to leave out the coastal habitats because most mm -hmm. of this course is about, um, you know, just fields and, and grasslands and things like that. So we did a salad that had 46 different uh, 
plant species in it without without trying too hard. It just it just illustrates what's possible if you make that your intention. And I must say, I've only I've only been making those kind of salads since I really got serious about embracing diversity in my diet. And I just thought, what well, a really easy way to do that is to instead of going out and picking five or six plants and making a salad, just actually spend the afternoon and see if we pick a small amount of every single plant that we find. Yeah. How many? How many would that be? Um, so it's pretty because you're taking a forkful of 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 absolute diversity with this salad. Yep, and, and, and one thing that is interesting, like uh, the people, the customers, they, they don't know they, they need to eat this. So somehow I like sneaky, I put sneaky things. Like imagine if you make like a salad with all those herbs in a restaurant, would you have to write uh, all the names? No, just trust me, it's a salad. Uh, uh, what's behind, if you want to know, I'm glad to say, but if I'm making this because I believe that we'll be good, we'll be good for you. Yeah. Um, uh, um, we, we, and some, we can never forget that mostly of the human beings, they don't know what's good for them to eat. I know that we, we, we live between chefs and uh, people there, they're like around the food scene and uh, around foraging, around biology around nutrition but if you get like the the main uh, the mainstream of the the, the population uh, especially here in brazil they just eat rice and beans and lettuce and tomatoes uh, for the 12 months of the year so how how, how we reach those people you know i think uh, 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 i think the the biggest um the biggest thing nowadays is how we reach the mass. They're starving. They're yeah. eating food that is like poisonous. They're eating food without nutrients, but they're stepping in food with nutrients. They're like passing by those things every day. You see, I think that I think the issue is that we we are doing two things. We are impoverishing ourselves because of what we eat, and and in in doing that, we're we're um, undermining our own health because of what yeah. we're eating as much as because of what we are eating. But at the same time, the food system that supports that kind of terrible diet is destroying the land. So yeah. it, it's, it's that kind of, and it's a beautiful thing, I think, to realize that, you know, us looking after ourselves well, if we looked at it like that, to begin to use many many species in our food systems that that would yeah. that would involve us while we take care of ourselves getting to take care of the land i believe all those companies they know that this is not making good for the population uh, they know this aim and it's important they like this it's important for them for you to to keep on this because you're gonna have to buy like medicines that pretty much from the same company and uh, who's growing will have to buy like the, the pesticides and the hormones to the plants which pretty much is, is from the same company so and these companies they control the media and 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 here in brazil there is study that 80 percent of the whole population here is based their ideas their beliefs on the on the mainstream media 
the, the mainstream media don't want you to 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 be healthy. They want you to be like uh, foraging and eating healthy, and they, they want you to support this chain of money and power. So it's important for us to go out and talk and show people a different perspective. It's not about just food. It's not about just like uh, the lens. It's not just about the healthy. It's about the whole system somehow. Uh, 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 um, those days I was like thinking with myself, man, I just wanted to cook. I just wanted to cook good food. But uh, it's impossible to not worry about what's going on. It's impossible to not watch our neighbors, how, how, how people around us are living and eating and uh, investing money in this chain that is uh, may, maybe not the, the, the right one. Uh, it it needs to exist somehow, but it needs to be a balance. Um, and, and this balance will just happen when we start to talk. When people start to to look for informations outside the, the, the mainstream, and um, that's why podcasts are so important, uh, YouTube channels, people going out and trying to reach people, uh, reach reach other people with their ideas, um, because we, we we don't have space to to talk about those things on on big newspapers, on uh, TV, and and you know. Yeah. It needs to be us. But at, at the same time, these these media are really media are really important. Um, but I think something like when we actually do something and we actually embody something in our activities. Uh, so you know, I'm very um, you know proud to know of the example that that you've. Um, set out there in in San Paolo because I think it's very unique. So the the the, the story about you um, setting up these supply chains for San Paolo that's something I'd love you to 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 talk about because I'd, I'd like um, people to know about that because I, I think that's that's something that that is broadcasting ideas. Um, but anyway, you should you should say what it is that I'm referring to there. Your great so, what? went on to, to find these um, suppliers for the organic grains and so on for the restaurant. Oh, yes. Um, well, Brazil is a place that grows a lot of things for exportation, and, and the good things doesn't stay in the country. Uh, so when I came back to open my restaurant, there wasn't grains available for the population to buy organic grains straight from the farmer. And we had the farmers. We had pretty much everything, but we were just selling to countries in Europe and buying back with Euro with a different price. So it didn't make much sense. Um, I had a bad thing in the restaurant. The construction stopped it for nine months, but I tried to don't see this as a bad thing. I had time to visit uh, farmers and try to, to bring for the to Sao Paulo, you know, not just for me, because not worth if it's just Caesar that is using this in my only restaurant. Uh, I want to go out and eat safe food as well. I like to go out. I like to see my uh, I like to the restaurants using organic. You know, this is not a challenge 
of nobody with nobody. Um, you know, there is nothing wrong with this. So I start to knock on other restaurants and, and bakeries and small markets. And I said to the grain farmers, like, if I get enough people, let's start to send this to Sao Paulo in, in small. And it started three years ago from now. It's been quite a long time. Um, and it started and it was just like a... Everybody was in, uh, started to sell for people in small markets, other restaurants started to buy. Uh, I spent about six months, eight months with them for, for making this happen. And that's it. Yeah, so you've, you've basically set up a supply chain that's, that's made a link. It's a wonderful link. There you are in San Paolo with, a, with this kind of hub of people that are... Um, feeding people in restaurants and bakeries, sending stuff out. And they're out in the, in the uh, rural areas. You've got people growing all of these organic grains and it's flying halfway around the world. But what you've done is you've yeah. just you've made a link between the two and now it's, it's, it's staying there. Uh, it's staying there in Brazil. And presumably the, the farmers are getting a better price. Is that true? They're getting a better That's price. True. They get a better price. And um, they start to feel more proud about their doing. Nobody knew it that this exists. They used just to grow wheat and put in a truck, selling to someone that they have no idea who is it. No feedbacks, no nothing. So more about the price. We give them valuable. Yeah. We, we, we have shown to the country that there is people behind this. Not big trucks that will get 2,000 kilos in one hour. Uh, it's really a, a human, humans behind. And there's a plant behind. Uh, people forget this. We say a lot of the meat that people know. Say that modern people nowadays, they think the milk comes in a jar and, and but uh, it's even worse. They, they, they don't know how a wheat uh, grows. They don't know the taste of the wheat. They don't know the taste of the corn. It's all processed food. And since we have a, a, a stone meal here in the restaurant, we grind the, the grains. People eat and they have the sensation of, I have eaten bread all my life and there was no taste of wheat. Or I had like a cornmeal bread or a polenta and didn't taste like corn. Yeah. So they, they, it's a way to show people that the real ingredient needs to be like straight from the farmer and should not walk around all the country, uh, not be in storage for months, you know? Um, and it's, it's great, it's great. I'm learning a lot. And the more I do, the more uh, uh, energy I have to, to keep on this, on this quest. And also you, you, when I was with you at your restaurant, you showed me the um, the source for all of your. Um, you're making your own chocolate. Yeah, uh, we make chocolate vinho bar. We've touched upon the farmer getting a better deal with with respect to those grains, but the thing that stuck in my mind about the chocolate was that you're getting far better beans than you would be getting if if you hadn't gone direct to the producer, and yet you're getting them cheaper than you were paying. Uh, for a wholesale price before. That's true. Direct to the uh, supplier. Yeah. Chocolate in here, 
uh, you're gonna pay a, a good chocolate about uh, 180, and we buy the cocoa beans for 30. Uh, we make ourselves. Uh, there is no plastic in the process. Uh, we pay the money straight to the one that is growing the cocoa beans, um, and and that's beautiful. And that's beautiful. Uh, uh, it's a beautiful process. It's just two ingredients, you know. Uh, cocoa is not the same. Choc you know, people forget this. Uh, we forget how chocolate is supposed to taste like. Mm. Because uh, I have an interesting thing. I was giving class for children. Um, it was like on the favelas and really like poor children's. And all their life, they have only eaten uh, uh, um, milky chocolate that's supposed to have about 4% of cocoa, 6%. The rest is sugar. And, and when they try my chocolate, they didn't like it. Mm. Because they, they used to a flavor of chocolate that tastes like sugar. Yeah. Uh, not the chocolate that tastes like cocoa. So that's incredible. Uh, you see the reaction of the children, you know, they, especially children, they're supposed to, to learn on the school what is good food is about, you know, uh, makes all the difference for their life, for their studies, uh, to eat well, to be, uh, to have all the nutrients that they're supposed to have. Yeah. Um, and the industry sells for us that, you know, a chocolate bar, you have uh, 12 different vitamins. Come on, uh, you're not supposed to have your vitamins from a chocolate bar. You're supposed to have your vitamins from, from the real food. Yeah. Otherwise, why, you know, they, they, they try to show that everything will give you some nutrients. They have to write this, but the real food, they don't know there is nutrients. You know that it, there's, don't have to have nothing written there. You just know. Well, it's a real problem when you, you're talking about them supplementing things. They're putting extra stuff in that's not naturally in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, there's a real problem with that, which I need uh, – um, this chap who I pretty much mention every week because this stuff is so so uh, influential for my thinking about food. But this, this guy, Fred Provenza, um, who studied the behavior of grazing animals and so on, and he's always talking about the wisdom of the body and that if we eat the food that's out there – in all its diversity, our body will learn which foods have which things in them. And we, we will just know what to eat based on what our body actually needs. But he says it's a real problem that people are putting these supplements like fortified flour, breakfast cereals with added this and added that. And the example that you've just given, because it confuses the body instead of instead of having the food that that, that nutrient actually naturally occurs in. So then when we need it, we have an appetite for it. Often these, and, these yeah. And what pissed me up is that when you get Ayurveda in India like 5,000 years ago, people knew it 5,000 years ago. They have a way to understand what is good for you to eat, what makes goods for you. Uh, they had this uh, a perception of eating local and good fruits, the seasonality. So we, we are underlearning somehow. Well, uh, we're underlearning uh, because somebody's got a different project. You know, that project was a project to, to make things well. You know, the, uh, the local food system is a project to make things well. But this is a project 
the global food system as it stands now is to make massive profits for global corporations. And it's, uh, it's heading in entirely the different direction. It, it doesn't need to make anything well. It just needs to make money. I believe if, if things keep like this, uh, we're going to lose a great percentage of the population with health diseases from food and pesticides. The one who will last in this planet will be the people who can afford or have the knowledge, which is different things. If you can afford, you need money. If you have the knowledge, you just need the knowledge to eat well. So I think... Um, in the future, there will be two kinds of people, the one who eat real food and the rest that doesn't eat real food. This yeah. is already happening in the front of our eyes. Um, so yeah, uh, I think a, a, a big uh, quest of life for people like you, like me, is uh, to pass forward the knowledge. Uh, and, and people will, will have a, a safer life in the future. It's not about the ingredients, it's about a, a, future, a safe future. Yeah, well, I mean, the way, the way I keep seeing it is in terms of we've got to reweave the fabric, you know, whether, whether it's like the fabric of life with relationships to other species and landscapes or the social and cultural fabric, which is relationships between uh, ourselves and other people and communities and between communities and so on. Um, and I think... I've been thinking about how there is something opposite to that that's happening at the moment. There are links between people and and other things, but they're not bonds. They're like chains, you know. They're like strings that a puppet gets pulled. Yeah. By, you know. So I, I've 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 thought of this way of saying is we need to we need to move uh, from bondage, which is what that is. Yeah, we need to move from that that linkage, which is bondage, back to bonds. You know, it sounds the same, like bondage, bonds, but it's actually the complete opposite. Because it's instead of it's it's relationships of slavery. You know, people people are addicted to sugar, people are addicted to money and power. In fact, people are addicted to this instant gratification that comes through. Um, and in fact, that instant gratification is very interesting. It's, it's actually linked to a, a chemical in your brain. Um, I mean, I'm sure you know of this, but, but dopamine is, is the thing you get when you have an instant gratification, when you have a, a quick fix, you know, a quick thrill, cheap thrill and, and a reward. So when we eat junk food, you know, we're getting that dopamine hit. You know, when we get likes on Facebook, we're getting that dopamine hit. You know, when, when, we, when, we, when we think that everybody thinks we're, we're the best or something like that, you know, so our public image is suddenly inflated and everybody thinks we're, we're the best thing now. We get that dopamine hit, you know. But there's another neurotransmitter called serotonin, which is much more sort of slow and steady, you know. When you just stick at things, when you have a long-term relationship with someone where they're, where they're there for you, they're loyal to you, you know, when you have activities that you do every day, like chopping onions, you know, or opening up the restaurant, you know, all this slow and steady stuff that just makes you feel settled and safe, but it's not a quick fix. It's not a, like a dopamine hit, you know. And the thing is, I think those, uh, what I'm learning to understand is all of that bondage that we have, you know, about money, power, you know, uh, I don't know, um, and, and all the junk food that we eat and every other kind of addictive thing. Um, 
you know, that, that bondage is all linked to this kind of dopamine activity. But the bonds, which we slowly and steadily build with, with other people, and I think we're getting back to with these traditional foods and these traditional ways of uh, harvesting and gathering, you know, because the thing is you don't just, actually you don't just need the knowledge of the foods, says I, you need, you need knowledge of other people. You know, you, you, you would never be able to get those, uh, that beautiful chocolate that you're making if you didn't have the relationships with, with the people that are producing it, the same with the organic grains. So, yeah, I just think we've got to, we've got to, we've got to cut those cords, you know, we've got to cut those chains, as it were, and begin to gradually nurture the, uh, the life-giving links that, that uh, always used to be there, you know, and, and could be there again. Yeah. I think that's what we're doing, really. Yeah, that's, that's, and that's really, really important for all the food industry. Uh, if there are some other chefs listening to me, um, care about people. Care about the, the nutrients, care about the land, care about, care about yourself. Uh, uh, there is no reason if you feed in other people, you don't feed yourself well and you feed other people. That's wrong. Yeah. How, how many chefs do you know that they don't pretty much don't eat? Uh, chefs need to eat well, need to take care of themselves, to have time for family. Yeah. Otherwise, there is no message to, to pass. I think, I think it's, it's, love, it's love as a microcosm and love as a macrocosm, you know. We start here with this little bit, our own body that we take care of and our own, you know, need to feel rested and feel like we belong and, and feel like that we're, we have some kind of value because then we can just expand that out. <laughs> we can then treat yeah. the next one in the same way as we're treating ourselves and, and, and perhaps, you know, end up with that being exponential. You know, we reproduce yeah. a community and a whole world that's that's actually looking to take care of everything yeah yeah first change yourself when you're good you start to act on the others it's not the opposite way which is what most of the people do <laughs> uh, 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 but yeah and, and, changing, and changing yourself being caring for yourself I think, yeah. I think when we're up against so many problems now and we want to change the world it's it's difficult to see that as the starting point, you know, that you take care of yourself. And, um, yeah, I mean, I worry that running a busy restaurant like you do, that that's a hard thing to do. But, um, yeah, I hope you are taking care of yourself, mate. I had to, to, to stop in, in the middle of the restaurant and, like, look at myself. Like, I'm giving healthy, nutritious people for everybody, and like, I'm not eating proper. Something's wrong, yeah. Something's wrong, and uh, yeah, that, that's what I have in, in, in my mind. How can I feed others if I'm not proper eating myself? Not eating with my friends, my friends are not eating the, uh, my girlfriend, you know, who is around. So, yeah, in the end. It's all about love, no? It is. It is. You're growing, man. It, you, you seem you seem stronger, wiser, older. Of course, you're older. But yeah, I'm still at 28. <laughs> but yeah, I'm 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 happy with the with the way that I'm taking. Yeah, uh, and a lot of this comes from you. And and you, you the first you started this. 
of this uh, points of view with me and uh, forever grateful for all like the talkings and, and, and the praying we did together. Um, yeah, yeah, you, you, you give me virtues and values much more than just wasn't a, a stage about nature in the end, about ingredients, wasn't. And, and um, lucky for the ones that can see that foraging is not about nature, it's about the way you see the world. And uh, this, this human developed that you, you helped me in, in, in such a hard time of my life, such a hard time of my life. Uh, like lonely and, 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 and far for everything that I know and, and, and there I found something that whew, yeah it was my first start to see the world in a different uh, um, way wow yeah yeah it's very very um, good to see you growing man good to see you moving into the fullness of what you are it's really really good yeah we need to back come back to our, our, our essence and uh i feel i have the power to talk with this new generation here yeah 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 so i need to be wisdom to talk with them job man that's definitely your job. I, 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 I need to have yeah. A lot of wisdom and patience and, and to is expose myself in a good way, always. And yeah, small steps. You can do what you need to do. Thanks a lot. So happy to see you. And, uh, yeah, see you soon. Bye. Bye, Myers. So thanks once again for joining us. And I will just say a little bit about um, what I'm up to in the next little while, just in case you're UK based or going to be in the UK, I'm running a couple of fermentation courses in February. So you can go to our website, forager.org.uk and click on the courses tab there um, to find out about that. And I've also released an online course through um, an organization called Learning with Experts. Now we'll, we'll, we'll put a link at the bottom of this um, podcast for that um, because that's actually relevant Globally, we've tried to make the course something that looks at um, some fairly universal species like plantain, which you may well have grown near your house. You're likely to have grown near your house wherever you are in the world listening to this podcast, which which I can find quite a, a fun idea. And the, the hope is that we find some people that want to learn more about the plants in um, – in all the continents of the world, that would be, be kind of fun. And there'll be a sort of group learning aspect where people get to interact in the course of that. Okay, well, that's it for this week's Worldwide Podcast. 